Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Wendy Dillard here. Today is Thursday, August the 16th, 2018, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, your second daily dose of happy for the day. And we hope your Thursday is going swimmingly well. I know that uh, ours has been going pretty well. We, we, Wendy and I were just talking before the podcast, uh, sharing experiences. And uh, it's amazing, Wendy, how days can shift around. I mean, my day started off right, very comfortable. And then all of a sudden, boom, I was out on the road. Then I was back from being out on the road. Then I'm taking phone calls. I mean, it was like one of those things where I felt like a ping pong ball bouncing back and forth between <laughs> paddles on either side of the net. <laughs> okay, so here, here's a fun question. Did you do any segment intending at you, as you started the day? Starting the day I did, after the, the podcast, I was just high. So I figured, well, you know, who needs a segment intention at that point? I'm feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> And now you know the answer. Yes, it's true. <laughs> yes. Being on a high may not last. It doesn't necessarily. Because <laughs> you know what? You have all sorts of active vibrations going on. And if you and if you don't know what they are, let your day unfold. And then you'll know what they <laughs> yeah, are. <laughs> that's right. Well, I got a quick seminar in that. And uh, no, actually, it wasn't bad at all. It's actually been a good day. Because um, uh, we picked up a uh, my, my my task, my main task after the podcast was to go pick up some checks from customers who are hiring us to do the work, and there's some fairly nice sized checks. So it was actually good news. It's just that I, I'm not really somebody who loves going around, you know, driving around neighborhoods and so forth looking for houses. It's like that's not really my thing to do. But the check part I like. That part was great. And one of the, oh, yeah. I gotta tell you, Wendy. One of the properties is in uh, the city of West Hartford, which is, of course, west of Hartford, Connecticut. And this particular property is on what I think is probably a reservoir, maybe a small lake. I'm not sure. I didn't even know there were any bodies of water in West Hartford. But this this one property, it, it has this gorgeous shoreline view of this water. And uh, my wife said, when you when you go pick up the check, nobody's there. You know, take a look around the property. And I did. And oh, my God, what an expanse they have there. I mean, it's one of these deals where, you know how sometimes somebody who has property on a lake or a river or whatever, it's like the, the, the property is a, is a rounded edge property and there's water going around on all sides. That kind of, you know, that's the kind of house that sells for a million dollars on a lake or whatever. Well, that's what this house was. It was it, it had this beautiful, expansive view of the water and the, the grounds were beautiful and so forth. And I'm thinking, wow, we got ourselves a plum property here to work on. This is great. So that was a nice little perk to get that little advantage. That's nice. Yeah. That's very nice. It was really great. And for me, and for me, you know, my Project X is moving along swimmingly. To swimmingly. Use your word. <laughs> um, tomorrow is my last day Yay! at the job. <laughs> um, going forward, I intend to never work again <laughs> uh, because I think of work as play. And when I was a costume designer, it was all fun for me. Ah. And I, I have, my best friend at the time would say to me, how can you work so many hours a day? You never seem to quit. And I said, because I don't work. Mm. I'm, ha I'm having fun. And if nobody paid me, this is what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But thank goodness they did pay me. Yeah. But that's kind of where it's like tomorrow is the last day I ever plan to work. How's that? <laughs> that's really cool. I'm going to be playing at what's fun and passionate and exciting to me. And I'm going to be building an empire. And that sounds really fun. And it feels fun. And I can't wait to do it. So anyway, as things have been, you know, I've been training others as to, you know, what I do and trying to wrap up loose ends and all sorts of things. And so things were coming to a nice 
end, like yesterday, I felt like I had pretty much got almost everything done. I just had a couple things I was waiting on, but I'm like, I still have two days, you know, that's plenty. And so I kind of had the sense that today, Thursday, I'd have very little to do. And mm. I couldn't even imagine what I would do. Um, I knew I had a call from 9 to 9.30, but after that, I'm like, huh, nothing until the podcast. Which is, like, a, which is kind of unusual for you because you are very much of a doer and, and you're very organized and you, you have your day sliced up into slices and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and now all of a sudden <laughs> there's nothing to do. <laughs> I know. And, you know, part of my organizational thing is I do not wait to the last minute. Oh, no. So my intention was to have everything done by yesterday on Wednesday, which it pretty much was. So today, after I finished my call at 9.30, all of a sudden, there were all these urgent things. Nobody knows how to do this but me, and this is your expertise. Can you help me before you leave? And I was like, oh, my gosh. So, like, right up until the podcast, I was, like, talking to one person. I aming another, saying, hold on, I'm still talking to someone. As soon as I hang up, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I have exactly five minutes for you. <laughs> you know, we took care of what needed to be done. And I just laughed because she IMs me and says, what am I going to do when you're not here? <laughs> and I said, Google the answer. That's how I <laughs> That's find how out. I do it, right. <laughs> Google is wonderful, I have to say. Google it. <laughs> when you practice and you really learn how to Google, oh, you can find all kinds of stuff. <laughs> no doubt about it. That is really great, no, though. No. Well, and, and plus, that... you, you got really what you wanted anyway, because you like to keep busy with a lot of stuff, and you got that. Oh, yeah. so, so that was good. Because I, I don't like to be bored at all, and mm. so I'm not bored, and that's a good thing. Um, I do think it's interesting that as I've been training other people to do things that I do, you know, I've been trying to anticipate, well, they may run into this, they may run into that. And I thought, you know, they're going to run into whatever they run into. And then they'll figure out the resources to get it fixed, just like I had to. And as much as I want to help somebody else avoid the pitfalls that I had, it was the pitfalls that I had that made me as good as I am. Mm. Because I hit the pitfall and I go, hmm, now how do I get through this? Mm-hmm. And I might find five, ten different, you know, go through ten different sources until I find the answer. Um, the only thing I'm not certain of is other, if other people are as tenacious as me, you know. And if they're not, and I don't, I don't mean this in an ugly way, but that's not my problem anymore. No, it's not. You know, it's kind of like the world. The world survived before I got to this job, and the world will survive after. That's absolutely <laughs> true. It is. Yeah. Oh, but I'll tell you, oh, I love my team so much. Um, I think I shared last week I received a gift from them, and I was really touched. And then yesterday, as I'm paying my lawn men, you know, I have the door open, and the doorbell had rung, and I thought, well, why are they ringing it again? They're done. I left the money for them. (laughs) And they pointed like, oh, you have a package. So there was a FedEx package, and I opened it up, and it was another gift from another, another segment of my team. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they are showering me with love. Nice. It's, it's not like I'm going to change my mind and say I'm going to stay. But part of me says, you know, I almost I, I wish you could have this kind of fanfare while you're working with people. So, you know how much you're appreciated and loved by them. Boy, there's a lesson in there. I mean, that that's something that everybody should take to heart, because when you're in the midst of of 
the game or the battle or however you think about it, when you're in the midst of working with other people, it's so easy to forget that stuff. And not just working with them, you know, being in, in families or, or, you know, being out with friends or whatever. It's easy to overlook appreciating other people. I mean, that, that's a really important lesson. It is. And, like, um, I want to say there's at least three people on my immediate team that have reached out to me and said the most incredible things. I mean, they have expressed themselves to me like they never have. Wow. And it, what I took from it was, wow, they really think highly of me. Mm. They really mm. appreciate all that I have done for them to help them in what they do. And when they say they're going to miss me, I know they really are. Yeah, that's nice. That's and I'm great. Think, like one guy in particular, I thought I hardly ever hear from him. You know, I've worked with him for maybe four years now. And unless he has a problem, you know, he pops in, asks me the question, and I give him the answer, and there's usually just a thanks. And I guess I never realized to what level, until I got the email the other day, that even if I don't hear from him for months at a time, him knowing he can reach out to me to answer a question and he knows I'm going to provide the answer is so meaningful to him. But I had no idea over these four years that it meant much because I just kind of get a thanks, you know. But now I'm like, wow, I would have thought so much more about him and a more pot. Not that I thought negatively about him at all, but I would have felt a warmer connection, put it that way. Mm. And I'm like, I, I just, I'm now at the point I'm so touched. And tomorrow we have a, a regional call and I get to share for 10 minutes on it and tell people what I'm doing and whatever. And I was thinking, well, how do I want to start? And I thought, you know, I don't want to start by saying, hey, I'm leaving and I'm going to go pursue my life coaching business. I want to start by saying, you have touched me. Our hearts have connected. And I don't, you know, whether we see each other or not in the future, that is yet to be seen. But knowing that we've made a heart connection is very meaningful to me. And that's what I want to express to them, how much I have received their love and how much I really love and care for them as well. Mm. Wow. It reminds me of a lyric from a Joni Mitchell song from many, many years ago called Big Yellow Taxi, which she sang, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's exactly what we're talking about. And then today, the, the person I talked to at nine o'clock, he's someone who's been on vacation um, since before I, the announcement was made that I was leaving. And so this was his first day back and I, you know, put time on his calendar so we could talk because he's somebody that started this job three months after me. And so we've kind of been through it together. And he, he, I considered him my mentor for probably the first five years mm. that I worked there. He helped me kind of navigate corporate waters. Cause I was, you know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I'm not really corporate oriented. <laughs> And um, not bad considering how long you stayed there. I know. (laughs) And um, so we've been very we're very close, even if we don't talk often. And one of the kindest things he said when we were hanging up was consider me now in our company. It's called an executive partner. And that's a person that advises people who are in the CTO, CIO, CEO um, positions of other big companies. Mm-hmm. And so these are people who have been CEOs, CTOs, and CEOs sure. before. So they've been all these big power positions. They're very smart. I love working with this group of people. And he said, 
you can consider me your personal executive partner. Oh, nice. Call me anytime. And I'm like, oh, wow. He has no idea that was exactly what I was hoping he would say. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I knew I could call him anytime I wanted. But the fact that he said that and he's like, and do you have this? And what's your strategy for that? And it was like he was getting into the nitty gritty. And, you know, I just so appreciate knowing that I have that caliber of individual uh, I don't want to say in my back pocket because that sounds trite, mm-hmm. but that he's a person, he, he's on my team. He's on my advisory committee, you know, and wow, I feel so lucky. I feel so lucky. Um, and I know that as I branch out into where I'm going, um, I have a feeling there's a lot of people from this existing company that I've been working for for 11 years that will help me move forward. Because I've built so many really solid relationships. And kind of the nice thing is being an executive assistant like I've been for years, that generally means I'm the one helping other people. Mm-hmm. They're reaching out to me to ask for my advice, my help, my whatever I have to offer. And so I know that in a way, they all would love to give back to me. Mm, that's nice. That's a good feeling. So. Yeah, knowing I can call on them and kind of not, you know, tit for tat, like, okay, it's time for you to pay, (laughs) pay up because I gave you so much. It's certainly not like that. But I do know as far as people goes, there's an emotional component that people feel good when they've been able to give, especially if they can give back to someone who's given them so much. Mm, Yes. And I, I've kind of created that environment, and I'm thinking maybe that's why I stayed here. Maybe that's part of why I stayed here for 11 years, because I sure have a very rich network of really smart business people. What a great way I to start! What a way, what a great way to start your your next step into your own entrepreneurial uh, arena with you know, ramping up the coaching business. To have, I mean, you basically have the kind of mastermind group that other people would pine for. Yeah. And even if a person I call doesn't know the exact something, they can, they, I know that they'd be willing to brainstorm with me. And I know they'd look in their Rolodex. Okay, we don't use those anymore. But they'd look at <laughs> their contact list to find people that could help me. And they would make introductions on my mm, behalf. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. that that's available to me. And it's like, wow, man, I just feel like a really... I want to say a lucky woman, but I don't really believe in luck. I believe in law of attraction. So how do you say, I'm a real law of attraction woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad way to do it. That, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, that's how I've set myself up for success. And actually, I have to say this. Just, go ahead. I, actually, I, I think I can think of a phrase. You, you are a very deliberate creator. Nice. I am. You certainly are. I, and this... Person, this man that I was talking to this morning, um, he saw in one of the things that I said is that, you know, I'm a law of attraction coach and he doesn't know anything about law of attraction. Uh-huh. And so what was fascinating is when he said, OK, so now what's your business model and, you know, what's your niche? And, that, and he just started asking a ton of strategic questions. And I said, I'll be honest with you. I do have some of those questions, but that's not where I'm focusing right now. And I said, the reason is, and I said, I know you don't understand law of attraction because that's not something you've ever studied. 
And I said, I hope at some point in the future, you give me the opportunity to just kind of share with you an overview of its power. But I said, one of the things I've learned in my life is, actually, I said this way, one of the biggest reasons I have failed in past business, you know, adventures is because I am a very detailed person, just like he is. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'd like to start out with all the details. And what I didn't realize is that was actually my undoing Mm -hmm. because when the details that I was trying to implement weren't bringing about the results I was hoping for, I would get very discouraged. It might cause me to quit or it might cause me to go into just a sense of despair, but I keep beating my head against a wall. And I said, what I now understand because I utilize the principles and the law of attraction is I don't jump on anything and do the specific stuff until I have a really solid belief system in what I'm doing and why. And I said, so what I've learned is I start out with my vision from a very generic perspective. And I said, I'll be honest with you, Mark, I don't exactly know what days one through five are going to look like when I start my new business adventure. But I said, I know what it's going to feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I get there, I'll get the insight as to what actions to take. But I start from a place of how does it feel for me? I start from a place of how, what do I want to build in a big way? But I start very generic. And I said, then as it builds, I believe in it so strongly, it feels like a fortress. Like my knowingness about something becomes so fortified that I know it's done. I know energetically it's already done, even if I haven't lifted a finger. Mm. And I said, then I begin to get guidance and I start to focus more narrowly. And as I do that, then some of the specifics start coming to me and things will fall in place synchronistically one thing after another. And eventually, yes, I'll get to those nitty gritty details but it's not where I start anymore. That's a good thing. Because this business, I am starting on the right track from the law of attraction principles, not from how Wendy failed in previous business principles. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, that's good. That, that's a good change to have made. And I don't think I mentioned this before, but I like the fact that you don't call it a business venture. You call it a business adventure. I like that. That's a, that's a much better feeling place to be in. <laughs> well, and it does feel like an adventure because – it's kind of like I feel like I'm on the a ride at a, a roller co- uh, amusement park. <laughs> right. You know, that's an adventure. You know, <laughs> yeah, it is. And it is an adventure. I mean, it's an adventure you started last January or February when you first started talking about Project X. I mean, really, you started it before then, but that's when you kind of kicked it into gear. And it's been an adventure ever since. I mean, we've even kind of gotten yeah. a, a a side row seat watching the whole thing unfold. But it's definitely been an adventure. Yeah. I mean, it's something I've been wanting to do for decades. Um, I got the idea for uh, the empire part of my adventure. Um, I probably got mm, the vision for that about eight years ago. Um, my idea to leave my job was about five years ago. So yes, I have been focusing on this a little bit at a time, but I never gave it a ton of focus. Um, for all sorts of reasons, but one of which was I just, I wasn't a very 
disciplined focus her way back when. And even though I was learning about law of attraction, I hadn't really seen how law of attraction was working for me in a deliberate way. I saw how it operated kind of behind the scenes, like I could sort of dissect, okay, this showed up in my life. Oh, I can see what beliefs I had that supported that. Or, oh, this other thing I don't like showed up in my life. Okay, I can see how that happened. But it really wasn't until you and I were doing the podcast and we were talking about the law of attraction every day that the idea sprang forth within me. I want to do this. I want to do something as a deliberate act. Because I think you were talking about something with you and Cindy and how you were wanting to test the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I'm a, I'm kind of beyond testing law of attraction to see if it works because I'm it's already a proven sure. entity to me. Oh, yeah. I want, let, let's work on something that really has meat to it. Yeah, it's more really about testing your own limits. I, I, I think that's where the real test comes in. And, and you, were, you were deciding, you know, let's blow the limits out of the water. Let's go way beyond the limits. Yeah. And I went for something that I hadn't been able to figure out how to accomplish in the past. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying on this podcast numerous times, I am going to deliberately create my new career. You did. Period, end of report. Somehow, some way, and at that moment, I didn't know how I was going to do it. But this, is cool. this podcast, this podcast has been an evolutionary uh, process by which I have expressed, well, here's where I am today, and now I got this insight, and mm-hmm. so now I'm going to follow mm-hmm. on that. And then next show, it's like, well, I followed that, and here's what. Now I landed here, mm-hmm. and so you know, these last eight months have been an incredible journey as I have been willing to stay very focused on deliberately creating my new career. And I would say Monday, you know, just for the sake of let's, I'm going to play over the weekend, (laughs) true play. Uh You know, Monday is the beginning of my new empire adventure. Um, And I'll know what to do when I get there. It almost sounds like it's a video game, Wendy's Empire. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember I was saying the other day how one of the things I couldn't wait to do um, was to get uh, Microsoft 365? Right, yeah. Okay. Well, I keep thinking about that. And I remember I told you every time I think about it, I get a no, don't do that. Yep. Don't buy it yet. No, right. not yet. So today I'm talking to one of my, my um, coworkers. He's relatively new on the team so he had some what I call newbie questions and he called about one question but then he said well while you're here can I ask you this can I ask you this and it just it went on (laughs) he probably ended up with a string of like six questions but one of them led to a conversation that got us into talking about outlook Ah. and I just said to him because I was looking at what he had and I went well is that because he said something about it was in the cloud. I went, is that when uh, Microsoft 365? And he said, no, it's it's a Microsoft thing. It's like a light version. I said, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And by the end of our conversation, he basically explained to me how Microsoft, which I have a Microsoft account, um, has, I think, what I'm looking for, and it's free. Oh, no kidding. And I'm like... For real? And he goes, here, well, let me show you. I'll pull up my personal account and blah, 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 blah. Yes, it syncs to my desktop Outlook, and you can use the Outlook calendar. And I'm like, oh, my God. 
That's exactly what I wanted. And I said, I don't even have to pay $7 a month for this. This is free. He goes, yeah. And I'm like, how's that for a fun conversation to have the second day before my last day? Yeah, that's pretty good. And I said, hey, Vince, can I call you even after I've quit in case I have questions about this? He goes, of course. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm typing that into sending myself an email there saying contact Vince. He has information about Outlook. And I'm like, wow. And so it just made me laugh that I've been researching Outlook 365 because I want Outlook in the cloud. I've been researching actually Microsoft 365 for months. But I kept getting like, don't initiate any of that until you're done with the day job. Then you'll have time to play with it. Okay, well, that has helped keep me at bay. And here it is two days before the end of the day job when I get the insight, the, the information that lets me know the very thing I'm looking for already exists in a free version. Yeah, I, I can't I'm say I'm terribly surprised that that's happened in that sequence because obviously you were definitely on an attraction thing there. The only thing I'm surprised about is I didn't even know about it. What What is this product? I've never heard of one from Microsoft that you can get you know, part of it for free. That's new to me. I knew you could get it on like a trial basis and, and there are discounts for students and so forth, but I've never heard of this. Well, I, once I figure it out, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Probably part of the, you know, a future discussion here on the program. <laughs> that, yeah, that, I'm, I'm really know, curious. That's one, of the, that's one of the cool things that, you know, the company I work for is IT-based. It's all about IT research. So I work with people who are very plugged into the world of IT, mm -hmm. you know, and so this just really kind of blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it's cool so, stuff. Yeah, I love knowing that I'm living a life deliberately utilizing the tools and principles of law of attraction. And I truly believe this is how I will live the rest of my life. There is an ease and flow that goes with it that is unlike anything I've ever experienced. And, you know, when I left costume designing, I had been a freelance customer for, oh, I don't know how many, 10 years. And then I had a partner and he and I started a costume manufacturing company. And when I let that go, I so remember my friend saying to me, well, that's cool. At least your partner's fee can buy you out and you'll leave with a lump sum. I said, a lump sum of what? Well, you're half of the business. And I said, we have no assets. There's nothing to buy. And I guess, and I could tell I was talking to people that were not business people, but like they'd heard this before. And they said, well, what do you mean there's nothing to buy? I said, well, what, what could he possibly sell me? And they're like, I don't know, but isn't that what you do when you like break up a partnership? I said, yeah, if you actually created an asset that had some kind of value to it. I said, the truth is when I leave, he just loses all the skills that I brought to the table. But I said, we hadn't made money in six months. I mean, there was <laughs> nothing to gain. And so, you know, I, I took that to heart and went, hmm. So people think that when you leave a business with a partnership, you should get money. I, went, I, wonder, I wonder what that's about. So I stayed very focused on that. And I learned that I didn't have a business. Now I could, I called it that. I didn't have a business, 
I had a partnership and instead of being a solopreneur, it was like a duopreneur. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, that's what a partnership is. Sure. Yeah. But you know, I, and I also learned that when you are a solopreneur, someone who's by themselves, you also don't really have a business. You just have a job and you have to do everything, mm -hmm. including paying more of the taxes. Absolutely. So I thought, well, what is a business then? And Robert Kiyosaki, if you've never heard of him, he's the one who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. One of the best business books I ever read. I read it probably 15, 20 years ago. And he describes a business as something that is an asset, a true asset that has value to it, that you could go on vacation for a year. And it's so well managed that when you come back, the business has made a bigger profit than when you had last left. But it's kind of a system that just generates income. And that's what all the, the worker bees in your company do for you. And I went, huh. And he said, in the end game is that you sell the business to somebody else who sees its value and then they pay you. And then you're no longer part of that business. And I'm like, that is what I want to do. And I made a vow to myself uh, back in the year 2000. I would not start another business until I knew how to build an asset. It's a good goal. So that that, 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 that's a good criterion because uh, so often, and I'm, I've done this too, so often we do try to start a business before we have a clear uh, business activity going on. We just kind of try to invent it. And it's usually best to try to get the activity itself going before you put all the effort into, you know, not just coming up with a business name, but registering it and then you know, setting up the tax structure and setting up the bookkeeping and you know, hiring people you need to hire and so forth. It's often better just to try it first to see if you like it, see if it works, see if, see if the model actually functions. So for now, um, I do have a coaching uh, client. I have coaching clients and I intend to have more coaching clients. I'm putting out my shingle energetically saying I am wide open now for business. Mm hmm and that is how I will bring in uh, money to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that's not a business. That's a solopreneurship. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about building an empire, I'm talking about building an asset that eventually will be managed and run by other people. I may oversee it, but I will not be doing every single aspect of it. Uh, that's a great goal. Me. That's a wonderful goal. Yeah. So that's something I discussed with my friend Mark today. And I said, I could really use you on my advisory committee to help me work through this stuff. He said, I'd love to. <laughs> it, it's so fun that he goes, now you live in Dallas, right? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I'm going to be in Dallas next week. Oh, nice. You want, do you want to get together? And I went, absolutely. So we're going to have breakfast oh, next wow. Wednesday. Great. So how's that for like, I'm starting my new career on Monday and I already have one of my first power partner team relationships on Wednesday. What better way to start your mastermind group than going to breakfast? I tell you, there's nothing better than that. <laughs> well, and the cool thing is he lives in Pennsylvania, but because he's having to travel to Dallas for the job that I'm now about to leave, he's already here. So I didn't even have to pay for him to come here, nor did he have to pay, <laughs> but we'll get to meet in person. Yeah. And he goes, well, I don't yeah. know if you're a morning person. I said, I will be that day. <laughs> I'll meet you in the morning. I mean, I don't trust me. I don't do mornings, but I'm like, I'll meet you. I'll fight through traffic. Of course, I'll be there to meet you. So we have a two hour business meeting set up and wow. I'm like, oh, my God, I just feel like 
this is exactly what I knew the universe would do on my behalf. All I can say is... Didn't know who, but it's so cool. I know I said it before, but you are going to have the greatest mastermind group that anyone could possibly have to provide support and advice to their business startup. I mean, that is like... You you are so completely set up here. It's just you, you would have to work hard to fail with this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you for saying that. And you know what? I don't believe in working hard anymore. So I guess failure is not an option. There you go. Let's go on. <laughs> not, not in the cards for me because I'd have to work hard at it. <laughs> I love it. That is great. Really great. <laughs> well, you're also talking no, about I something that that. Uh, it kind of well, it definitely fits in with what Joel and I were talking about earlier. Um, today's podcast, the topic of it was plan, 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 action, and you really mm. can't do this with the the software that I use with the WordPress software. But what it really should be is plan with a, a strike through, plan with a strike through, plan with a strike through action. In other words, get over the planning, take your action is what the the idea was, and. What you're doing is you're, you're kind of taking this to the next level. I mean, you're way beyond take action. You're at the, the you're, you're taking it to the level. First of all, you you are very very good now at getting into alignment and making your alignment, you know, what drives the whole thing. But you're also doing it from a state of joy, and that's the part that I'm just really really at in, in, in an admiring <laughs> mode about because that joy guarantees success. I mean, this is something that uh, Cindy and I were talking about a couple of days ago. Um, we found out there, there was a section in the book, Money and the Law of Attraction, which, by the way, we just finished. We finished it today. Or no, not wow. today, yesterday. We finished it yesterday. But um, there's this one section in the book, and, and it's one of those things where you, you can read it and you kind of skip over it, and you don't really realize what you've read because of the way it was worded. But we, we stopped, and we went back, and what we realized that it said was appreciation equals bliss. And we were stopped, and I was stopped in my tracks when I heard that one because I always thought of appreciation as okay, if I can get myself feeling good, okay, that I'm in, a, in an appreciative mode, and that's good. But they're saying no, 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 that's not enough. You got to feel it like you're feeling bliss, like you're in love, like 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 you're just enraptured by it. That's when you're in real appreciation mode. And I'm thinking, oh my god, oh. I've got some learning to do because <laughs> well, I don't know, really get that. that reminds me. Um, I had a conversation with one of my clients the other day. And I, I, I learned so much from her because her level of intensity when she has a desire is like, you think I have intensity? <laughs> Holy cow, this woman really does intensity. And I was, she doesn't know law of attraction the way I do, mm -hmm. but law of attraction is operating on her behalf. Sure. And what I felt like what was important for me to do was to help to highlight, here's how you're creating this stuff mm. because she didn't know she was doing it, but she didn't know how to do it. And therefore, if she has an area, she's not creating what she wants. She doesn't really know what to do. Right. You know, and that's why to me, that's what deliberate creation is all about is that, you know, how it is that you're doing and getting the results that you're getting and then so, applying it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I said to her, the fact that you have a naturally intense um, personality and she doesn't like to feel bad. So she really has gotten the prioritize happy down mm -hmm. pat. Okay. So the fact she has those two things operating on her behalf, I said, no wonder you're manifesting really fast, left, right, and all. I mean, she thinks a thought and boom, it's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And I think it had been three weeks since our last call. And I don't know how many pounds she's lost since then. That was one of the things she wanted to work on. But I want to say, yeah, I think based on what she told me, I want to say she's lost 10 pounds in three weeks. Whoa, that's fast. I mean, very fast. And she told me, she goes, yeah, I'm only about 10 or 11 pounds away from my goal weight now. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is just magnificent. And so I, I was kind of learning from her. It was just kind of pointing back to me like, you know, Wendy, it's that intensity mm. that can make such a powerful difference. And I've even heard Abraham say that an intense desire can trump, can, can trump resistance. Yeah, you've mentioned that. Yeah. When yeah. you have a really intense desire. And I thought, man. So here's the point I want to make based on what you were talking about with you and Cindy is something like for me. If I'm by myself, I'm not nearly as exuberant as I am when I'm talking to you for this podcast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just because my natural personality that I, I feel how I know how important it is for me to have a person to express myself to, because there's something about the energy or, or me knowing I'm talking about it to you or to my friends or to, to anybody, it amplifies my uh, ability to express myself. And so my expressions are so much more intense. Which makes sense because we know that, that as Cindy likes to say, it, energy entrains unto itself. So basically we're, we're feeding energy to each other and it just keeps building and amplifying yeah. and building and amplifying. But when I'm alone, my energy is not that high. I mean, it can be in a good place. It could be focused on something positive. But the reason I bring this up is you were talking about appreciation equals bliss. Yeah. Very rarely would I say I'm in a state, like when I'm by myself, that I'm in a state of pure bliss. Mm. Something big usually needs to occur for me to go to that extreme. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I would say almost always I'm in a, a level of optimism, positivity, mm -hmm. uh, forward thinking, forward belief. Um, Am I in love, joy? Probably not. Not all the time. So I'm I'm not at the very, very, very top of the emotional guidance system scale. Right, right. Um, but I'd say the lowest place I normally hover would be optimism. That's a so, great, I mean, that's pretty darn high. That, that, that's a great bottom line to have. That's the lowest you go. That's really good. There are people who would give <laughs> exactly. their left eye teeth for that one. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm not at all disappointed and I don't go, oh, I must strive for more. I mean, once I start talking to people, I shoot up to the top. I mean, right now I'm pretty much in a state of Yeah, bliss. sure. I, mean, I could tell. <laughs> this is like exuberance and happiness all over the place. Right. Um, right. So if I vary between optimism and exuberance, I'm good. You know, I yeah. don't have to be in exuberance all the time because then it would be my life would actually get boring because there'd be very little variety in it. Well, it's a great range but, to be in, for sure. But the reason I bring it up is because when I'm just alone, and let's say I'm wanting to deliberately work on or create something in my life that I don't currently have, sometimes when I'm by myself, I don't get a whole lot of feeling behind what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a very mental person, and so I tend to stay in my thoughts a lot. And there's not a lot of feeling that goes on in my thoughts. 
They're just thoughts. It's like it's just data. It's just mm-hmm. information. I'm just bouncing around with different ideas. I suspect and that's course, true for most I, people, actually. I mean, regardless of what their yeah. predominant emotional state is, that that's probably fairly common. And so because that's something I have come to have recognition and awareness of, that if I really want to progress an idea, for me, because of my personality, I need to get on the phone or I need to meet someone in person. Mm. I need to talk it out. Because that's where I amplify my feelings. Yeah. And I feel like that's when law of attraction goes, oh, now we know what you want, Wendy. Because when I was just thinking about it, there was like nothing to like make the meter of um, feeling even move. (laughs) Yeah, I know that one too. Very well. You know, and so the podcast for me has been one of the places that I know I've moved the needle big time. Mm. And then when I'm talking with other people, that also helps. But then now I'll introduce another little aspect, which I think is fascinating. Um, Years ago, I had taken this um, challenge, test, quiz, however you want to put it. Mm -hmm. There's a book called Strength Finders. Okay. And it's by the people that put out the Gallup polls. Hmm. And I read this book cover to cover, and I was pretty fascinated. because the And the one thing I took from it, was that when you identify something as a strength for yourself, they don't do it based on what you do well. But but that's how I always, I thought a strength is something you do really well. And a weakness is something that you really suck at. That was how I defined it. That's probably a fairly common definition, I would think. But how they defined it, I latched onto and went, oh, here's my new definition. Ah. So what they say is a Strength is something that when you do it, you're energized by it. Oh, I like that. And a weakness is something that when you do it, your energy is drained. Yeah, I like that a lot. And then they kind of put out this challenge. And they said, if you want to find out what your real strengths and weaknesses are, take a week of your life. And like for me, it's easy because I was sitting at a desk. But if you can, every time you do something that you feel really um, enriches you or enlivens you or brings you lots of energy, write it down and put it in the column of, these are my strengths. Anytime you feel your energy is just really drained, write it down, put it on the column called, these are my weaknesses. And at the end of the week, kind of take a look at it and analyze the information. So I did. And now this was a number of years ago, but while I was in the job, I'm now leaving. And I was fascinated by the results because I only had one thing all week that energized me. And I only had one thing that drained me. Really? Yeah. Which, and I'll explain what those two things were, but I thought to myself, that's interesting. So what's happened the rest of yeah, the Yeah. Well, where'd the rest of the week go, right? Yeah. I mean, I work 50 to 60 hours a week and I'm like, if I only had like the, the thing that really energized me lasted 45 minutes. And the thing that drained me lasted about 15, although their effects lasted longer. (laughs) What's going on? Now, this was me doing my own. They didn't say what to do with the rest of the time. But I was asking my inner being, well, what's up now? Because I can account for like an hour, but I can't account for the other 49 hours. (laughs) And so here's the conclusion I came to with the understanding of my inner being kind of guiding me toward this is the rest of the time I was doing skills 
that I'm really good at. Things that cause the people that I work with to say, wow, Wendy, you are the best. But they didn't energize me. Mm. And it didn't drain me. Mm. It was just stuff I'm really good at. And that's when I came to realize just because I'm good at something doesn't mean it's my strength. That's true. Yeah. I put it in the category called, these are my skills. Right. Skills and strengths are not the same thing, but I didn't know that at the time. Well, you just create a really good uh, distinction, delineation between them, because I would have said they're fairly similar too, but now, no, they're quite different now. So I don't even remember now the thing that drained me, but I remember, I do remember it was some conversation with my boss that just blah, aggravated uh, me to no end. Yeah, yeah. But here, here's the reason I bring this up, because this is, Part of why my personal personality and strategy that really um, amplifies the feelings and the intensities on things that are fun for me to talk about is that one 45-minute conversation that energized me was a conversation I had set up to talk to HR. Mm. And at that time, I was getting stale and bored with my job and wanted to look for something else. Okay. And so I was calling to see if they could think of something that would be a good fit for me. And so part of this conversation was this HR person getting to know me and saying, well, what are you good at? What do you like to do? Blah, blah, blah. And I had the opportunity to talk about what makes me happy. Mm, that's nice. And I... And it was, I went on for 45 minutes. I'm sure you did. Of, <laughs> and I'd love to do this, and I'd love to do this, and da-da-da. And they'd say, well, there's this position over here. And I'd say, okay, tell me about it. And I'd go, oh, but it's the same thing all the time, like an accountant. Mm. Yeah. And I went, oh, no, that's boring. No, that's not <laughs> it. And I'd like, no, I'd love to have variety, and I'd like to talk to a lot of different people, and I'd love challenges, and I'd love to dig into things and investigate and research. And I'm, I'm going on and on and on. Mm. And we end the call, and I realized, because I wrote it down as this is something that energized me, what I came to understand is I love to talk about building things. Hmm. I love to talk about ideas. I love to create process. That's what my empire right now is about. The beginning is all of those things. I'm going to get to talk about ideas. I'm going to talk about what it's going to look like, how I'm going to feel. Then once we get into a little bit more substance, then I need to build processes to create the business. Then I need to like talk to people and get people involved and get their buy-in and have them want to be a part of this. And then I get to lead them, which means I get to teach and to train. All of those things are in my not only skill set, but also things that energize me. When I train, I get energized. And so when I talk to people who want to be involved with what I'm talking about. They support me. It energizes me. And it moves the needle on my intensity or my feelings meter. And law of attraction is able to respond because I'm emitting a ton of feeling, a ton of emotion. And it's all positive, happy, optimistic, exciting, blissful, appreciative, love, joy. It, it's good. It's all good. It's off, the, it's off the Richter scale for me. Mm. Conversations like that, to me, it, nothing gets better. Nothing is higher when I get to talk about things that are exciting. Well, I think that's true and for anybody, like, isn't it? I mean, who, who doesn't go you know, skyrocketing when they're talking about stuff that excites them? That's the whole point. It excites them, right? 
Yes, but the reason I bring it up because here we are, a law of attraction podcast, and I, I can I can kind of tap into other people going, well, good for you, Wendy. You know, glad to know that you found the thing that like moves the needle for you. Sure. But how do I move the needle for me? Yeah, that's the because question. Because the truth is, not every person gets excited like I do by sharing my ideas with another person. Mm-hmm. I know that's personal for me, although I know there are other people who, who also get that same effect. Um, but I know some people that they think about things and just by themselves, they can emit so much feeling energy that that's their, they don't have to talk to a soul. Yeah. about the ideas that excite them. And that, and that's really great. That that's a, a tremendous strength. That's that's really a strength I'm trying to develop for myself because when you can do it for yourself like that, then when you get the opportunity to also do what what Wendy does, which is to share it with somebody else and get their feedback and you're exchanging energy and so forth. Now not only are you exchanging energy, but you're exchanging energy from a very high level because you've already built yourself up to that level. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean now I have a greater understanding of something I learned back in the days I was doing Tony Robbins seminars, because let's say he was working on something or he was teaching all, all of us participants, in the audience of how to make a change in our life. Well, here's the phrase that he used over and over and over, but I didn't get the, the purpose then. He'd say, think about a time. And he would use a lot of intensity and excitement when he talked about it. Think about a time when you created and whatever it is that we're working on xyz in the past and you felt completely loved you felt exuberant you felt over the moon it felt so incredibly good to you and then you'd say once you're thinking about it feel it feel it down to your toes feel it throughout your whole body can you recreate that feeling and like he wouldn't get off of it until the person said, yes, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> and there were even exercises we had to go through to almost prove to somebody that we're really in the feeling place mm, wow. of it. Yeah. And then he'd say, okay, now I want you to move your body in a way that if you believe this, your body would be moving. And now I want you to think about it and tell me sentences that are going off in your head. Well, what he was doing was activating all of a, all of your entire being's modalities. Right. So it was a full body experience, but the bottom line was your feelings were so powerfully engaged. Law of attraction was reading those feelings. You know, but he never used the word law of attraction, and he may not today. And that's probably why I didn't know what it was about. But I remember thinking, God, it's tiring <laughs> to try to figure out how to like recreate these feelings from this situation that happened to be in the past. Like, oh, now if it was negative, that was easy. All I'd have to do is have one thought. <laughs> oh, I'm crying all over it. You know? <laughs> well, we're good at the negative. <laughs> yep. But I had a real hard time when he'd say, can you think of a time, like, let's say we're working on relationships. Can you think of a time that you felt absolutely loved? And I go, no. <laughs> hmm. Not a promising start there. (laughs) And it wasn't that there weren't situations. Those were just harder for me to access. Mm. Because if at the time I was feeling, oh, I just can't find a relationship that's satisfying, because I was so focused on nobody loves me in the way I want to be loved, well, of course, all all I could see were no love. 
that's what I was focusing on. So here when the question, my partner in, in, you know, at the seminar would, can you think of a time you felt loved? No. And they weren't skilled enough to know how to ask different questions mm. to pull it out of me. Right. You know, like today I would say, truly, you never have felt really loved. And then I have, to go, well, yeah, I'm sure I have. All right. So think of one of those times, you know, and I'm sure I could come up with it. But it felt like pulling teeth mm. to get me to feel certain things. Because back then, we're talking 20 years ago, back then I wasn't a feeler. I hadn't really learned to access my feelings because I'd been trained by my family and my religious beliefs. Don't trust your feelings. So I denied them, rejected them, and just ignored them. Well, plus most of us go through life and, and, and we are trained by a variety of sources, family and religion being among them, but also other sources as well all training us basically into depression, basically out of alignment, basically, you, you know, you don't want to go to that good feeling place. That's a bad place to be. It's a dangerous place to be. All kinds of horrible things happen there. You know, that's not really what they're saying, but it's as, it's as if they gave you that message so that we are all taught to be out of alignment. And once you're there in that out of aligned place, yeah, I mean, it can feel impossible to reach for whatever that good feeling thing was. Because it's, it's like, it's like what Abraham talks about. I mean, if, you, if you're down in depression, reaching for joy is not on the table. It's, it's not even, you can't even see the darn thing. You might be able to see boredom if you're lucky. You know, but, but uh, you know, something as high as joy, you can't even see what it looks like when you're down that far. And unless the family member wins the lottery and says, I'm going to give you a portion of it, reaching to joy or, or finding a place of joy when you're depressed is not within your reach. No, not really. Unless no. you have something really outrageous, like someone saying, oh, I'm going to give you a gift, $100,000. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and even then, it's no guarantee. I mean, Joel tells a wonderful story about this from when he was uh, in the depths of his addiction to gambling. He was on a really, really bad losing streak. He had lost everything. Every single bet he placed had lost. And he went to the dog track with his like his last five dollars or whatever it was and he picked a winner of a of a dog race and he picked the right winner he actually picked the winner and bought a ticket on the wrong dog (laughs) (gasps) (laughs) it just goes to prove even when you get it right you can still get it wrong You know, as I'm thinking about all that we've shared on this call, I feel like if we were to put together a theme, it would be about the power of intense positive emotion. Yeah, yeah. There's the title. I'm going to change it to that. The power. There it is. The yeah. power of intense positive emotion. Yeah. And I've expressed how I find mine. Um, and I will tell you something that I'm very aware of. Because I'm, I'm moving into a very different environment starting next week, I'm not going to be automatically plugged into um, just a ton of people that are going to send me 75 to 100 emails a day. So I'm not going to be plugged into that team anymore. In a way, I'm going to be very solo. I'm plugged into me, my inner being, and a couple of friends. So it's kind of a small core team, you know, as I think about it. Mm -hmm. And if my methodology for how I build intensity and how I send out really strong emitting frequency so law of attraction knows how to read what I'm what I'm going after it's going to be necessary for me to reach out I can't stay in a bubble and be alone that well, will not work for me especially given who you are and how you how you uh, build your energy up you 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 were 
very eloquently describing how you do it through your communications with those you're closest to, which is fabulous. And so, you know, how, how, how does someone else build there? So like, let's just play with it. How do you do it? Well, how do you build the power of intensity for the things that you desire. I do a twice daily podcast, and let me tell you, it really works. Well, <laughs> I mean, that, that's a good point. Th- th- this that's is this point. is like my biggest thing that I do that that builds my energy up in a huge way, and I love it. Well, and you know, some people journal. I have journaled. I have in the past. That was a really powerful uh, method for me, especially if it was late at night and it wasn't. A, an hour that it felt appropriate to call somebody on the fly. Mm-hmm. I just pull out a pad of paper and I'd start journaling and journaling and journaling. Mm. And sometimes I would be getting out some negative stuff, but I always did so with the intention of move, moving and pivoting, pivoting my energy towards positive. Good. And by the time I was done, even if I wrote 10 pages, I would start to move into, Oh my gosh, I am loved. Oh, I am so supported by the universe. And I, you know, the universe has my back. And my grandmother, who transitioned years ago, she has my back. She's watching <laughs> out for me. Um, you know, nice. everything always works out for me. And it, well-being is the law of the land. And I, and I start, when I start writing this way and it starts building, that is a way that I do build emotional intensity. Well, while we've got that you know? in- emotional intensity built, I want to take advantage of it. Because we have two promo messages we got to put out. The first one is for those who are regular listeners, your subscribers, you, you're the ones who, who like, uh, you know, devour all 45 episodes that we do every month. We love you so much. We want you to just take one moment, just one moment to go onto your favorite social media and just post something that includes the words LOAToday.net. It's part of an experiment that we're doing. The experiment is actually bearing fruit, Wendy. We're, we're seeing a significant increase in plays and a smaller increase in, in unique listeners. So it's definitely paying off. But we need more people to do it because so far it's only a very small percentage who have done it. And I can see it. I can see when people do it. Um, so please take a moment and just put something out, anything, hopefully something good. I hope, hopefully you like it, but <laughs> put out something that just includes LOAToday.net in it and, and help us to reach our goal of getting this really, really great, powerful, high energy, your daily dose of happy into more and more hands. Cause there's so many people out there who don't know about it, who could really use it. And for those of you who are new to us and who have not yet become a subscriber, Hey, we want to have you join the club. So just go to the homepage of our website at LOAToday.net and you'll find the instructions on how to become a subscriber right there. It's free. It takes a minute. And when you're done, you get all of our episodes coming right to your, your, your smartphone or your tablet or whatever you use every single day. And then you too can become an LOA Today binge listener. We ought to have a club, the LOA Today binge <laughs> listeners. Does that sound like a good name for a club? <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's a good one. And for somebody who uh, wants uh, that personal approach, sometimes you got to have that that one to one conversation. Well, you're good at that. I mean, you 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 t- you help people do quantum leaping for goodness sake. How do they reach out to you? <laughs> Anybody who's interested in talking with me or working with me, or you want to be a part of my new business empire, you can look at uh, my website, which is wendydillard.com, W E N D Y D I L L. ARD.com and my phone number is out there. You can call me. Some people are afraid to pick up the phone and call, but don't be afraid. Just call me. I won't bite. I promise. <laughs> hey, you'll get your energy picked up too, just like you did today. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Wendy, it's been Absolutely. great. I can't wait to talk to you again next Tuesday. I know. I'll already be into my new career. Can next you believe Tuesday. it? Who knows what kind of updates will be then? I, I, I don't even know what to title it, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> and we hope you all join us as well next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye for now.